0: Hello and welcome back to Coffee Break Conversations, the podcast in which we talk to language learners and language professionals alike. I'm Mark, the host of Coffee Break Languages podcasts, and today I'm going to be talking to winemaker, retired art teacher, California resident, and Coffee Break French learner Stephen. In his own words, Stephen says his decision to learn French was accidental. After retiring, he and his wife went on a trip to visit the wine regions of France, Using the basic French he had learned in anticipation of the trip, Stephen was able to navigate his way through conversations in the language, which he found to be enjoyable and very rewarding. Upon his return, he stumbled across Coffee Break French and found that he gelled well with the Coffee Break method of learning. He has now gone on to complete several courses with us and says that there is just no downside to learning a language. Let's hear more about Stephen's language learning story, his passion for winemaking in his front yard, and his French-speaking dog. We are delighted today to be joined from California by Stephen Galvin. Bonjour, Stephen. Bonjour, Marc. Comment allez-vous? Ça va, ça va. Et vous? Très bien, merci. We're delighted to have you on Coffee Break Conversations. You have been a, a very long-time Coffee Break French listener. That's true. About uh, five years, I think. And you're learning French uh, over in in California. Uh, it is very early in the morning in California. We I re- appreciate you joining us this early in the morning, <laughs> in order to be able to speak to us here in in Scotland in the afternoon.
1: Well, it's uh, uh, it's it's not terribly early for me. I'm a I've retired from teaching, but I'm always up by seven. In fact, if I don't get up before seven, I'm late. So <laughs> I'm comfortable. Okay,
0: tell us a little about why you decided to start learning French.
1: Well, it's one of those uh, things that was um, sort of an accident. Um, uh, I I talked my wife into going to France to enjoy Paris and the wine regions, um, because I've always wanted to go, Uh, and she said, okay, when you retire, we'll go, and we did, and my daughter found out the, of our plan and sent me a, a free five lessons with the Pimsleur French learning application. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's okay to mention a competitor.
0: <laughs> um, it's perfectly fine to mention. We, we, we love all language courses, so it's all good.
1: Well, great. Uh, anyway, it was it was very rewarding and it paid off. I was actually able to make my way through Paris for the week we spent there, and uh, I we got along pretty well in Bordeaux and along the uh, the Loire Valley and over to the Rhone. And I used mm-hmm. my French a lot and really enjoyed it. Using the the Pimsler app, uh, I went through all of the the levels they offered. I think they go up to level five or four. And I, it gave me a good strength with conversational French, but there was something missing. I didn't understand really what I was learning to say, and I went searching. And it didn't take long to stumble across Coffee Break French, and I really loved it. Uh, and, of course, I've gone through everything you offer, including the master class, and, and have been, again, rewarded. But it's as much a mental exercise, reward, and an enrichment of my interest in language as, as a real conversational vehicle. i found myself, um, of course, I've been to France three times now, but I don't get a day-to-day opportunity to practice my French. What I find is then I went searching again, and I've augmented Coffee Break French with uh, SBS French out of Australia, and I've joined a a Los Angeles uh, area uh, French meetup, but we only meet for an hour once every four weeks. So um, I still struggle to get the conversational immersion that I need to really do well in French. Right. But now let's go off into strange country. Um, I'm an art teacher. Uh, I recently... As an art teacher in California, you are required to also be qualified to teach, uh, well, used to be English language learners, and now it's uh, English language development. So I, not a few years ago, ran across a kid in my middle school class who was Latino, but was getting bullied by the other Latino boys in the room, not using a lot of sense. I start talking to him in my beginner French. He starts answering in El Salvadoran Spanish, and we're understanding each other. And it turned out that was the problem. And so I found that learning beginner level French paid off in my ability to teach and reach an eighth grade boy who was being bullied. Um, And you can't put that in your ads to sell the Coffee Break French, but it worked for me so as,
0: as an art teacher um, you have obviously got lots of experience of, of conveying your enthusiasm for a, a subject and your knowledge of that subject uh, with learners. do you think that this uh, this enthusiasm for for learning about things has that helped you with your with your learning of, of the french
1: oh absolutely uh, and and, it, and and my enthusiasm for being able to express an idea and understand what it is I'm really saying, I think may parallel something in you. Now, here's another oddball thing that I wanted to be sure I threw out to you. Uh, I'm 70, and my real interest in French is kind of philosophical and, and an enrichment. I keep trying to become truly conversationally fluent, and I struggle at it. But because of my age and my relatives... I am confronted with relatives who've had strokes or Alzheimer's, and I have a specific brother-in-law who had a stroke on the left side of the brain, which destroyed his language capability. Uh, And um, my educational training and language training as a language teacher taught me that the brain makes multiple pathways to create language. And if you have lost your speech centers in English, but you speak another language, and he was a professional musician, and music is a language, you will find another route to recover. And he actually has in the four years since his stroke. he can. He's like a stutterer. He cannot speak conversationally. He can sing. And he has... Slowly recovered language ability. And then I find that the more languages you have ability with, the more protected you are from a brain, a cognition injury that will prevent you from having language. So when people ask me, What do I do to protect myself from stroke other than fight blood pressure? I say, I dabble in Latin, French, German, and Spanish, and English. So if I lose one, I got three other routes.
0: Yeah, fascinating. That's that's amazing. Uh, I hope your your brother-in-law continues to make good progress there.
1: He does. He does. It's uh, it's
0: it's encouraging. Good. Okay, we're just going to take a short break there, and we'll be back in a moment with more of Stephen's interview. Here at Coffee Break Languages, we provide a whole range of materials to help you take your next step with learning a language. We offer free podcasts in a range of languages and also full online courses with video materials, lesson notes and more to help you make faster progress. Just search for Coffee Break Languages or visit coffeebreakacademy.com. In this episode of Coffee Break Conversations, we are talking to Stephen, a Coffee Break French learner from California. I went on to ask Stephen about what he found most
1: challenging about learning a language. The the area that I I struggle with is protracted conversation in French. I think that I'm still guilty of hearing French, translating to English, and then back to French and speaking in conversational level things where it's not terribly complex. I do just fine. I got into a a deep art conversation at my coffee or my French meetup with a Belgian national, and he was more comfortable in French, and and I started talking to him in my I guess badly broken French, (laughs) and we only got a little way before I started losing track of what he was really saying, and he started struggling to understand my awkward constructions. And he said, let's go, let's both go back to English. Um, And uh, I I just kind of roll with that punch. I don't write the French really well because I, you know, I lose things. Like the other day, I was fascinated by one of the Coffee Break French magazines. You were talking about the word create, and it ends with an E, acute. And it was used in a context that was female, which gets another e acute, and it was pluralized, I think, or put into the past it got a third e acute. I just fall in love with the idea of triple E all acute <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some couple. Company- when you get to that kind of level. So um, it, it, that was a good example from, from one of our, our Coffee Break magazines. You, you've also listened to uh, some of our other courtesies. You've, you've listened to En Route, I believe, as well. Right,
1: I have. I was so envious when I listened to En Route à Monton. Is that the right, am I saying it right? Yeah, Monton. Right, uh, à Monton, where you had lived, I believe. That's correct, yeah. And I I went through uh, Dorgon, I went to um, La Roccaque, I went to uh, Carcassonne, and I went to Arles in, in one trip. But I never got down to the Côte d'Azur, I mean, right uh-huh. to the coast. And I, I so regret that. <laughs>
0: That's your next destination. You're right. <laughs> I believe that one of the things that, that took you to France the first time, you mentioned it earlier, that you, you're very interested in, in wine. And uh, being able to speak to to wine growers in French was important to you. But tell us a little bit about about
1: your own winemaking. I've I've been making wine for about 10 years, and I'm a devotee of uh, the um, wines du Rhone, uh, the vin du Rhone. And um, specifically, I grow uh, Syrah grapes uh, in my front yard as a matter of fact and um, so I only have a few vines but I, I have made those into some successful wines in fact uh, in in November I won a gold medal for my front yard Syrah but I, I really get a I get a big kick out of the fact that I'm growing the grapes and then vinifying to make the wine itself and um and then tasting, and and I'm flattered. But it's a case of if I don't have that close of a relationship with you that I desire to give you one of my few bottles, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> so, um, do you have any plans to, to venture back to another French-speaking place at any point soon?
1: I always have a desire to go to a French-speaking place. And actually, I also do have an urge to go visit... Uh, uh, Montreal, Quebec, or Montreal Quebec is a, a beautiful city. I, I love Montreal, and I, I'd love to go back.
0: I think the old Montreal is just absolutely beautiful; definitely worth a visit.
1: Yeah, uh, and of course, I would I would return to France at the drop of a hat. Um, but my my wife has at times say, "Well, we've been there three times. We've only been to Scotland once, and we've never been to Portugal." So I, I my positive experience with Latin, or with well, with, with French, and then backtracking, it turns out with Latin and German as well, and Spanish, has taught me that language is not the horrible, scary thing that I thought it was in the ninth grade. Uh, and if she gets me to commit to going to another country that is maybe close to France. I'm sure I'll get into France, even if I go to Portugal or Spain. And I'll just, you know, I'll I'll dive in there. I'll do a little Duolingo in Portuguese.
0: (laughs) If you happen to make the choice for for, for Spain or, or Italy, um, or indeed in Germany, where there's some fantastic wine routes down the, the border between Germany and, and uh, France, down the Alsace wine. So you can always drop into Coffee Break German or Spanish or Italian as well to, to learn a little bit of that.
1: Very, very true, vraiment. Uh, as a matter of fact, my first trip to Europe was with my son, who suckered me into going to the Oktoberfest. Ah. Um I won't give you a long story, but I thought he was talking about the one in Alpine, California, where you drive down there for a Sunday afternoon. And it turns out he meant the one in Munchen. And and we went up the Alsace from, uh, from Frankfurt into the Alsace and drove all the way up the Alsace to Strasbourg and then back down to the Moselle and through the Moselle. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a wonderful time. And I would go back there at a drop of a hat.
0: Two final questions for you. This is our, our quick fire round. So, first of all, can you tell us what is your favorite language? French. Okay. Do you have a favorite word or phrase in French? Allons-y. Ah, uh, bon. A good, a good phrase means uh, let's go. Um, okay. What about uh, a favorite book or film or song in French?
1: Oh, uh, No a no Rayon ah. uh, by uh, The Little Sparrow by Edith. Pilate. Yeah. Oh, A, and and near equal, Le Marcier. Okay,
0: excellent. Finally, where would your ideal coffee break be, and with whom?
1: Um, it would be in Paris. It would be on the uh, Avenue Mouftar in the cattier Latin, uh-huh. and it would be probably at uh, the Descartes Café, and I, uh, je, je parlerai avec un vigneron du uh, Rhône du de, uh, de, de de Sud. Uh, I would I would talk about growing grapes and making wine and squeeze some tricks out of the guy. Sounds good. Finally, do you have any words of
0: advice for other learners? You've had lots of experiences in in using the language in in using the language in real situations, but also trying to keep it going when you're not able to practice it for real. Do you have any advice for other learners in the Coffee Break community?
1: I would jump back to those comments I talked about with teaching and learning language, and the brother-in-law with with the the brain, the the, the stroke the more ways you can go about exposing yourself to a language, the richer and more rewarding the experience will be, and the more you will learn. Uh, I I walk my dog every day, and I wear a headset, and I listen to a podcast. Sometimes it's Coffee Coffee Break French magazine. Sometimes it's Pimsleur. Sometimes it's um, uh, SBS French. Uh, And so people see me walking along talking French to my dog who now knows that aret means stop. <laughs> Alonzi means let's go, pooch. Uh, so all these things. And then I also, I go on these websites, you know, I, I read this stuff from Quora and uh, and there's, because I've said that I learned some French, I get posts in French and so I try to read it. And uh, so just the more ways the information comes in, the more pathways of learning get created. It's There just is no downside to learning a language. What wise
0: words, wise words indeed. Thank you so much, Stephen, for, for taking part in Coffee Break Conversations. Um, we wish you bonne continuation with your French learning, and we hope that everything continues to go well for you, Uh with your winemaking, with your trips to, to possibly Montreal, possibly back to France, um, and obviously with your learning of French.
1: Well, merci beaucoup. <laughs> I've enjoyed it greatly. It's, it's been, I've been flattered, and I'm honoured. We are indeed honoured by all
0: our Coffee Break learners, and we love hearing your stories. I really liked Stephen's words of advice at the end of this episode. He said, the more ways you can go about exposing yourself to a language, the richer and more rewarding the experience will be, and the more you will learn. And I think this shows that even if you aren't able to access native speakers of the language you're learning, there are still ways in which you can create a daily immersive learning experience. It's great to hear that Stephen found a love of languages later in life and that it didn't stay as the horrible, scary thing he thought it was when he was at school. Many thanks again to Stephen for taking part in this episode. We'll be back next week with another interview, this time with someone who has made their love of languages into a career. All that remains for me to do is wish you all bonne continuation. It's a lovely French expression that literally means good continuation or may things continue to go well. So, bonne continuation à vous tous. À la prochaine!